It was the most virulent, deadly viral outbreak the world had ever seen. When the affliction began to finally relent, two-thirds of the planet's population, 4.2 billion people, were gone. For those left after, the new epidemic was one of moral degradation, survival by any and all means, a pandemic of the inhumane. But small patches of hope sprouted from the fallow ashes of what once was. And for some, our humanity remained the only thing worth fighting for. What the hell kept you guys so long? Where's Wheeler? He stayed behind to help. I promised we'd come back with extra hands and some supplies. Things are really busy down there. Yeah, they need some hardware, screws, nails. Maybe some of the lumber we're not using. (laughs) What, is Calhoun building a city? Something like that. He's actually getting a big herd of cattle and he needs some materials for fencing. And his barn is in bad shape. He promised some prime cuts of beef when they're ready. Really? Well, we can't pass that up. Okay. How long do you think you'll be gone? And how many people are you planning to take with you? Only like 10. 10? They really need a lot of help, Fox. And we won't be gone that long. Maybe a couple days, a week at the most. A week? Are you out of your... (sighs) All right. Fine. Get what you need and let me know when you're leaving. And you tell Calhoun that we're renegotiating our partnership. You got it, boss. Okay, between us. I know, I know. I didn't like it any more than you did. But if we told him the truth, he would have gotten combative and we wouldn't be able to get what we need. He might have even banished us or something. Good point. Better to beg forgiveness than ask permission, right? I'll get the materials together and meet you back down here in an hour. Sounds good. I'm going to go find Abby and some others to join us. Hey there, darling! You finally made it back! I was starting to think we might have to arrange a rescue party. Hey, good looking. I've missed you. I can tell. And you're looking much better. I told you the fresh air would help you get rid of that hangover. Yeah, you were right. Good, because I've been wanting to talk to you again about what happened at Swan Island. I know you've been struggling. And yeah, about that. Something amazing happened to me while we were down at Calhoun's. I met this guy. Did you, you met... You met a guy? Yeah, I... No, not like that. Don't make that face. Matt, you know I love you. But this guy, he could see that I was upset, and he sort of helped me get clarity over what happened. It was amazing. Wow. Yes, and you should see what they're doing down there. It's... Well, it's amazing. I'm getting the feeling that it was amazing. (laughs) Yes. We're going back down to help them, and I want you to come with us. Well, I'll have to think about this for a minute. I mean, it's a pretty tough choice. Stay here and continue to deal with Fox and all his irrational BS, or head down to Oregon City and see all this... What was the word you used? Amazing. Yeah. It's a pretty tough decision. When do we leave? Yes. (laughs) You are going to love it. I can't wait for you to meet the Reverend. Okay, I've got to go get a few people. Why don't you go and find Alan and help him get the supplies loaded? I've got to go find Abby. Reverend? 
Who? We're leaving in an hour, so don't just stand there. Oh, and you won't need to bring any weapons. W- wait a minute, Kate. W- what do you mean, no weapons? Kate! Love you, babe! I love you, too! She's not standing there. And I'm talking to myself. Welcome back, Kate. Ellen, I'm happy to see you. And you brought friends. Welcome. The sun has risen. You're all just in time. We just started serving dinner. I'm sorry to be rude, but can you just tell me where Wheeler is? Of course. He's probably over there getting some food. That boy works so hard. I'm actually a little embarrassed. Thank you. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was Abby. She and Wheeler are kind of a thing, and she's pretty protective of him. That's all right. I'm sure I'll get a chance to talk to her later. Reverend, I'd like you to meet Matt Cohen. Well, this is a real honor. Kate spoke very highly of you, Matt. Welcome. Hey, if you don't mind, Reverend, we're going to get all this stuff unloaded, then we'll meet you all for dinner. That sounds great. We'll save you some food. And thank you again, Alan. So, Matt, Kate told me that you're responsible for a lot of the good that's happening up north. If I understand her correctly, you've given a lot of little communities like ours their starts, and you've been forging alliances with some of the outlying farms. That's pretty impressive. I don't know if I'd call it impressive. We're not the United Nations or anything, but we do try and help anyone who needs it. Well, I'm willing to bet that all those people you've helped would disagree. There's probably a lot of people who wouldn't be alive without your assistance. Am I right? Yeah, I suppose, but don't misunderstand. We're no angels. Everything we've done has benefited us to some extent. You know the saying, right? You get more flies with honey than you do at gunpoint. (laughs) I like you. You're all right. Come on, let's all go get fed. I'd love to get to know you better, Matt. Would you like a beer? Well, I wouldn't say no. Well, come on then. Let's go see what's on the fire. were with at least a dozen Afghans shooting at us. And he's trying to get me to lie still so he can put pressure on the wound. And I'm fighting him back, telling him the last thing we need is to be found with his hands on my butt. I spent the rest of the firefight screaming at him, telling him all the ways I plan to make him pay for shooting me in the ass. And I laid it on (laughs) thick, too. Oh, that is... That is a great story. (laughs) That's a great storyteller. No matter how bad things might be, whenever he tells one of his stories, we all forget our troubles. What can I say? It's a gift. (laughs) Sounds more like a blessing to me. Well, I got to tell you, Mr. Stencil, this has been one of the best spreads I've had in a very long time. No doubt Calhoun's going to have an aneurysm when he finds out how much you put out for us. Oh, I doubt that. Why's that? Well, for starters, I don't think anyone here is going to go run and tattle on me. Besides, we've got more than enough food to get us through the winter. We've got people canning the things they brought in from the field, and with the herds of cattle that we have coming this way, I don't think any of us are too worried about going without. I'm surprised. Calhoun always said he'd be lucky to get through the winter. Must be all the extra help you've brought. Many hands make light work, and next year should be even better. We're already planning to branch out and start working more of the land around here. There's a lot of abandoned farms and land that could be turned into grazing land between here and Canby. If everything goes according to plan, we could start trading with other communities. 
Would you be interested in facilitating that for us? Well, that shouldn't be too difficult. Fox and Calhoun will have to hammer out the details on it all, but we've set up trade agreements before. Shouldn't be that tough. It's just one of the many things we do. I don't think we need to wait for Mr. Calhoun and this Fox fella to decide what's best. You and I just agreed it could be done. I don't see... You don't know Fox. He has to have everything his way. Now hold on. I know the guy can be a bit overbearing and... Tyrannical? Stop it. He's not that bad and you know it. Everything he's done has always been for the good of us all. And it's not an easy job, I should know. The good of us all. Matt, he just banished half our people. Half! I'm sorry. What? Kate? Seriously? He just banished half your population? What for? It's... It's really complicated. And not something we should be talking about in front of strangers. No offense. No, no, none taken. I'm actually pretty impressed at the moment. I've never actually met a real protector before. I'm sorry. A what? (laughs) A protector. Someone who defends anyone who can't do it for themselves, physically or mentally, even emotionally. Given everything you've told me tonight, it's clear that your only goal is to make sure the people you care for the most are safe because you're completely loyal to them, even if you're not getting along with them. Kate was telling me that things have become rather strained for you lately. Some kind of ongoing disagreement between you and your friend. Not really how I'd put it. Then how would you put it? You and Fox can't even be in the same room together anymore, and everyone is walking on eggshells, not to mention- Okay, fine. Yes, things are a little uncomfortable right now, but it's not the end of the world. Well, I should hope not. Another apocalypse-level disaster so close to the last one? That might be a little too much for all of us to deal with, don't you think? Nah, you've seen one apocalypse, you've seen them all. I suppose that's true. Still, I can't help but wonder about your friend's mental state, given that he just forced your people to... I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude here, but you don't know the whole story. And getting back to our original subject, going behind Fox and Calhoun's back isn't something I'm comfortable with. If we start undermining things just because we believe we can do it quicker, it starts to break trust. And right now, that's the only currency we have. You make a very strong case. I guess I didn't think of it from that angle. I apologize. And of course, you're right. We shouldn't let Mr. Calhoun and Mr. Fox figure out the logistics of something like that. I really do have the best guy in the world. He's strong and good looking, and it turns out really smart, too. Thanks, babe. So, Mr. Stencil, when do you expect Calhoun to get back? I can't wait to see his face when I tell him Fox is alive. I think he might need new pants afterwards. Well, I'm not really sure. As I understand it, he was going to head south to some of the farms he knew were up and still running and try to barter for some cattle. They were also going to gather all the unclaimed herds that they could find. We've got a crew repairing and building fence east of here. Mr. Calhoun felt it would be the best place for the new animals. Sounds like he's got it all figured out. It's just odd that he went himself. I mean... He's pretty protective of his land, you know? He seemed pretty confident that we could take care of everything that might come up. Yeah, I get that. But again, it just seems weird. Calhoun's a pretty good guy overall, but he's not the most trusting of folks. I just don't see him trusting anyone enough to leave them in charge of his land so he can go collect cows. Uh, No offense. Well, son, it's a pretty important job, and he felt it was his responsibility to take care of it himself. That's what a man does, right?
Yeah, I, I suppose so. Well, my friends, it's getting quite late, and we have quite a lot to accomplish. I'm afraid we only have uh, tents to offer you at the moment, but at least it'll keep you out of the elements. <laughs> it's not a problem. After sleeping in a cramped storage space for the last couple of years, a night under the stars will be the closest thing to heaven I've had in a long time. That's great. Well, good night to the both of you. Didn't I tell you the Reverend was amazing? Everything they're doing here, Matt, wait till you see it. Yeah, I can't wait. Babe, you okay? What? Oh, sorry, I was was trying to figure something out. Well, maybe I can help. What's on your mind? I don't know. Something, something here doesn't feel right. What do you mean? I can't put my finger on it exactly, but... I just got this vibe off the good reverend. <laughs> okay, I think you might be getting paranoid. It's possible, I suppose, but certain things he said back there just struck me as odd. Matt, he was perfectly pleasant, and he likes you. I think he really just wants to help us, and let's be honest, in the last year or so, no one's been even remotely kind. I mean, can you even remember the last time somebody did something for us just because they wanted to? Usually people need our help protecting them or to bring them something they need. Yeah, I know. It's been pretty rough for a while, but come on, Kate. You know Calhoun as well as I do. Don't you think it's a little odd he'd leave his land just to go rustle up some cows? You know how protective of this place he is. Well, yeah, but like the Reverend said, he probably didn't trust them to do it right without him supervising. Maybe... But it wasn't just the Calhoun stuff. There was other stuff. Like, what was that talk about me being a protector? What the hell was that all about? Ugh, for the love of... Matt, you should be proud. He recognizes what a strong, loyal, compassionate... What, what did you two talk about the other day? What did he say to you, Kate? We talked about what happened at Swan Island, and he helped me to realize that while I may feel guilty about what I did, that there's something to learn from it to help me if I ever find myself in a situation like that again. There's always other options. And? And nothing. Matt, you're acting crazy. I think all the stuff between you and Fox has got you way more stressed than we thought. Things have been really tough over the last few months, and it's been really bad these past few days. I think you made a good choice coming down here with me. A few days away will be good for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. And I'd bet all the chocolate in the world that if you'd let your guard down a bit and talk to the Reverend, maybe he could help you figure out how to work things out with Fox. I doubt it. (laughs) Well, definitely not with that attitude. Come on, Mr. Stuffies, it's getting late. (laughs) Really? You're going to try that now? (laughs) It hasn't failed me yet. Come on, we should get some sleep. We're going to be working pretty hard tomorrow. You go on ahead. I want to take a walk, clear my head. Maybe I'll see if Wheeler's up for a raid into Calhoun's private stash. Well, don't stay out too long and please don't get caught stealing beer. Never going to happen. I was special forces, remember? I'm trained to be sneaky. (laughs) Then you need more training. Hey! (laughs) Cohen? So, what do you think? Looks good. It's nice and sturdy. 
though I'm not sure about the open roof concept. Oh, haha. Very funny, a big jerk. <laughs> oh, seriously, these are looking good. How many people can they fit? Four, comfortably. See, we're going to make these fold-away beds in the walls to give a bit more room. Uh, other than that, they're all pretty basic. And I think we can get another 20 done in the next five or six days. I'm hoping we can figure out a way to put in some kind of basic wood stove to keep people warm. But the fact that they'll have a solid roof over their heads will be pretty nice when the rain comes. That's awesome, man. Real good job. Hey, have you talked with Stencil? A little. What's your take on him? He seems pretty decent. You know, he actually kind of reminds me of you in a lot of ways. How so? Well, his people are very important to him. It's all he talked about when we spoke. Why? No reason, really. A couple of things he said after dinner kind of got to me, and I'm wondering if it's just me or... I don't know. Do you think it's possible that you might be a bit paranoid? With everything we've been through the past six months, no one would blame you if you were. It was suggested. Matt, I know that you just want to protect us, so let me give you some advice. If you convince yourself that something sinister is happening, then you won't be open to whatever good is waiting for you. It's fine to be prepared for bad things, but not at the expense of missing out on the good stuff. That's... That was really poignant, and I guess it's something I need to think about. Thanks, Alan. Anytime. I'm going to get some sleep. Tomorrow, I think I'm going to suggest building a bigger cabin so that we can get a good card game going. My M&M supply is getting kind of low. Good idea. I wouldn't mind replenishing my supply as well. Hey, do you know where Wheeler is? Uh, no, but I'm sure he's asleep by now. Okay. I guess I'll see him in the morning. Good night, Alan. Night, Cohen. Uh, oh, hey there. I, uh, wasn't expecting anyone to be, uh, the... Sun has risen? Yeah, but where does it set? What did you say? Oh, uh, oh my god, I I'm... I didn't mean... I, no, 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 it's okay. Seems like you're having a bad day. No, it's been a great day. I feel very blessed. I mean, I have purpose, right? Yeah, I suppose. So, mind telling me what you're doing here so late? I was just... I was just finishing my chores. I got distracted earlier, and I couldn't go to sleep knowing that I hadn't finished. Right. I'm Cohen. I'm kind of new around here. Any chance you might tell me your name? I really should go and get some rest. There's a lot that needs to be done tomorrow. Good night. No, wait, I just want What the hell was that all about? What was she so afraid of? And why am I suddenly talking to myself? sunshine can you believe this look look they're making omelets real omelets man with bacon yeah pretty cool where's abby oh still sleeping i may have kept her up a bit late and figured i'd get her an omelet and surprise her 
That's great. Listen, you got a minute? What? Like now? It's kind of important. But, 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 I'm late. I know. I'm sorry. I'll get you back into the line as quickly as I can. I just need you for a few minutes. Fine. Okay. What is so important that you had to rip me out of the breakfast line? Seriously, do you have any idea how long it's been since I've had real eggs and bacon? Bacon, man! Again, I apologize. But I need that Wheeler BS meter right now. Have you spoken to this stencil guy yet? No, not really. I pretty much hit the fields the minute I got here. Figured the harder I worked, the more beer Calhoun would send my way, you know? And did he? Well, of course he did. In fact, it's been some of the best spreads he's ever put out. Dude, last night was barbecue chicken and- Yeah, I know. I was there. Oh, hey, yeah. When did you get here, anyway? Did you come in with Abby? Yeah, of course. Buddy, are you feeling all right? Yes. Everything's great. You're sure? Yes. I'm taking my medication and I'm sleeping fine. Everything's good, okay? Okay, I just... I'm just looking out for you. I know. Thank you. But I promise you, I'm fine. Now, why don't you tell me what's got your fur all ruffled? I don't know. Maybe everyone's right and I'm being paranoid. Mm, possibly. But I can't tell either way until you tell me what's going on. I left the omelet line, man. Okay, okay. I'll get to the point. Last night, Kate and I had dinner with Stencil in Calhoun's house. I didn't think anything about it then, but as we talked, I kept getting these vibes off him. Things he said to me just felt odd. Anything specific? No. N no, not really. I just had this gut feeling that he wasn't being entirely truthful. Anyway, after dinner, I decided to take a look around. And I tried looking for you, but you were clearly occupied. I ran into Alan and saw the cabins, and then I just wandered around, you know? I wanted to see if anything stood out as odd. And did anything stand out? Well, I watched a bunch of people get together and give thanks. felt really kumbaya, and it seemed harmless enough, but then I wandered into the barn, and I met this girl, and... Brother, I gotta be honest, she was acting really freaked out. Well, did you sneak up on her? Not on purpose, but that's not what I mean. I tried talking to her and she bolted like she was afraid, but not afraid of me, you know? Anything else? No, not really. Alright, look, I'm not gonna say that you're being paranoid. But I will tell you that maybe you're overanalyzing things. I've been here for two days now, and I haven't seen or heard anything to make me think something's off. And as far as this girl, you did surprise her, alone, in the barn, at night. So isn't it possible, especially given all that we've seen, that maybe she was afraid of you, or at the very least afraid of what you might do to her? Okay. When you put it like that. But what about the fact that Calhoun isn't here? He's not? No! Okay. That's a little odd. I mean, I haven't seen him, but it's a big farm. And we've come down before and I haven't seen him because he was out repairing fences or something. That happened one time. 
and we saw him before we left. He's always been here to meet us otherwise. All right, calm down, brother. Just because he's not here doesn't mean that there's some kind of sinister plot happening. All right? Look around. These are good, hard-working people, and there's a lot of them. And that might have given Calhoun the confidence to be able to leave and gather more supplies or whatever it is he's doing. Bringing in cattle. Oh, God, no! Not cattle! We've got to go save him! All right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Look, I know you're just looking out for us. And I also know that you've had the weight of the world on your shoulders for the past six months. So it makes sense that you're going to see danger around every corner. But like I said... These are good people. Sure, they've got a few weird quirks. Sure. But outside of that, and from what they say, the stencil guy is pretty decent. He brought them all together, not unlike you and Fox. Now for me, that's a big check in the pros column. I guess. And as for Calhoun not being here, look, would you send me or Alan or even Kate to go negotiate for something like a herd of cattle? I know you trust us, but be honest here. You have a chance to bring in that much potential food, wouldn't you go yourself? Yeah, I suppose I would. Of course you would. <laughs> Buddy, you're not crazy, and you're not being paranoid. But you need to start accepting the idea that things are getting better, and we're not going to be in constant danger. Yeah, you're right. Of course I am. Now can I go... Yeah, yeah, go get your bacon omelet. Thank you. Look... Matt, if this bad vibe of yours persists, come find me and we'll poke around. Thanks, brother. is telling me something's wrong here and I need to find out what and I'm talking to myself again the the sun is risen Jesus oh okay you scared the holy living hey you were here last night right finishing your chores or something what are you doing here now more chores I didn't actually finish last night because well you know you were here are you new here? Sort of. I don't mean to be nosy, but you seem a bit upset. Is everything all right? I'm not upset. I just have some questions and no one seems to have any answers. The Reverend says it's normal to have questions. Some people have a harder time letting go of their old lives and allowing him to show them their true path. The Reverend says he provides the answers in his own time. Are you talking about... God here or the Reverend? He is watching out for us and protecting us through the Reverend. Well, thank you for clearing that up. That's just what the Reverend says. Well, the good Reverend didn't say anything like that to me last night. In fact, I don't remember him mentioning God at all. The Reverend says that we must come to his grace willingly. People can't be forced to their path. They have to be shown slowly in his time, not ours. What if someone doesn't want to know him? Has anyone ever refused to accept the grace? I, I don't think that's ever happened. Okay, 
So let's say hypothetically that someone doesn't want to accept their path. What would happen? They, they must be cleansed. Don't think I like the sound of that. The Reverend says that it's his will that those who refuse him be cleansed by the unseen. The unseen? I've heard that before. Where did I hear that? What is the unseen? I think I should get to my work. Excuse me. No, wait. Just hang on one second, please. What's your name? Shauna. Shauna. It's nice to meet you. My name's Cohen. Matt Cohen. Maybe we could be friends. I'm really not a bad guy once you get to know me. I'm sure you are, but I don't know that I have time for friends. There's so much work that needs to be done. I should really get to it before it's too late. Wait, Shauna, before you go, the guy who owns this farm, Calhoun, have you seen him? Big guy with a big bushy beard, big old grin constantly on his face? I... I haven't seen anyone like that. Shauna, please. I really should go. Do you know where Calhoun is? I really need to talk. Please, don't ask me anymore. I really have to go. Someone will have noticed by now. Shauna, wait, what do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. Damn it. I knew it. I knew there was something off here. I just need to figure out what, and I need to stop talking to myself. Homestead. Episode 5, The Sun Has Risen. Written, directed, and produced by James Robinson. Story by James Robinson, Travis Fox, and Danny Hedham. Music by Me You. Starring Travis Box as Cohen, Summer Shore as Kate, Justin Mansfield as Alan, Danny Hedham as Wheeler, Dave Scott as Reverend Stencil. James Robinson as Fox, Josie Hedham as Abby, and Brittany Jones as Shauna. Homestead is a Not Another Podcast production.